0: Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Maher. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. about um blue tick racing how it started and sort of you know I'm, I'm keen to know how you started off with it in australia
1: so the blue tick syndicate started in the uk we we already had a syndicate uh, me and um, my friend matt newman uh, we worked together at the racing post and decided to start a syndicate so we'd already had a syndicate in the uk and we then decided look we we um, wanted to start buying some nicer dogs and um, going for competition so we uh, we bought a dog called Blue Teeth George in the UK um, he turned he's turned out to be a fantastic dog he won his first category one last week which is um, like a group one in Australia yeah, on. and um, yeah so that went really well um, he ran in the derby last year got to the quarter finals we've, we've had some amazing times with him and he's still racing and um, so then we decided around about i would say a year ago we decided should we have a look at australia so we made contact with a few people in australia um, and kind of finally got in touch with uh, mick floyd who yeah. connected us with el greenhorn and um i think Kel thought we were a bit crazy at first when <laughs> we kind of hatched the plants by our dogs in australia but uh, he came back and he said look i've uh, got a uh, dog here, one night only, and I've got another one, blue tick fern, brother and sister. Um well, it was obviously it wasn't blue
0: tick fern then. They were just a pair of pups. So, and yep. um, we said, right, we'll we'll take them, um, name them, and um,
1: it's it's been fantastic since then. Then we've ended up buying Captain Dynamite,
0: yep. who um, he's he's just been plagued with injuries, but
1: he was, you know, he's been freakish for us. He's unbelievable and. Yeah, we've had a lot of success uh, so far.
0: Have you got a mixture of um, you know, UK based and Australian owners or are they all UK based?
1: We've got one Australian owner. Um, he got involved. He's called Mickey, he got involved um, after we had already purchased our first two, so he seen obviously on social media and said, "Oh, can I get involved?" We were like, "Yeah, yeah, come on board." So he got involved, but um other than that the the, the rest are kind of based in the UK
0: yep and what's what's it like you know having dogs race in another country it must be a massive thrill when they get up and win
1: it's um it's it's, it's really it's hard to describe you know um, I think at first we were a bit apprehensive especially with the time difference and being able to watch the, um, the dogs and stuff but obviously you guys are so far ahead, ahead with uh, watchdog and fast track and so we can keep in touch with everything and, and it's it's quite a buzz, you know. You don't the, – the only downside is not being able to put your hands on the dogs and take them yep. for walks. But other than that, the, the bus is absolutely the same as um, if we have dogs running in the UK. Have
0: you had much um, – have you had many people from Australia reach out, you know, in particular on the back of Captain Dynamite's success? You know, he's pretty popular and well-known dog in Australia now. Have you had many people from Australia reach out to you?
1: Um, lots and lots and lots but I mean uh, we've kind of kept the syndicate as it is because I think syndicates especially can can kind of get caught up and then start buying different dogs and then having 10 15 dogs but we've kind of kept the, the same owners Um we, we haven't really expanded just as of yet we are taught you know we try and keep it to maybe two or three active dogs at a time but yeah. um, Primarily with, with Kel Greeno, um, he's our our trainer there. So we try and keep the team together as kind of a family. So we get emails, messages. Um, obviously, the Captain Dynamite thing just absolutely blew up beyond belief. Like <laughs> in the UK, Australia, kind of all over the world, we were just getting messages, you know, putting videos up and it was getting retweeted and shared around uh, yep. thousands thousands and thousands of times. It was... It was just incredible. But it kind of put our syndicate on the map almost because I think a lot yeah. of people in Australia have heard about us. And um, uh, obviously in the UK, I think one of the um, group of owners in the UK have now bought a dog with Kel. Um, and they had him in the Sandown Cup final. Um, so it, it's. I think we, we kind of opened the door that more people yeah. are starting to go through now in terms of buying dogs in Australia and in this kind of international feel
0: yep was the um, was the administrative side hard of it like you know obviously you're based in the UK in terms of you know setting up the syndicate and that sort of thing in Australia. was that side of it hard? Um,
1: initially we, we planned on um, registering ourselves officially and, and going through that process. We had some conversations with uh, Peter Duncan and yep. others in Australia about how we go about that. Um, and that is still ongoing, um, to be classified as international owners. But in terms of the G R V they've kind of said, look, it's it's not a big deal, it's a kind of a box ticking exercise. Yeah. We we put all our trust in Kel and um, Jackie Greeno. Um they kind of look after everything for us in Australia and they do, you know, unbelievable work for us. we ask him uh, ask Kel have you got a dog for us yeah no problem and we and we just trust it that way we have no real intentions to like take any money out of the sport in Australia everything that we've uh, we win there is still in Australia and we plan to reinvest that in the sport there
0: yep oh that's fantastic um now tell me about the the breeding side you know obviously over in the UK what um I'm keen to know what Australian sires are quite popular over there
1: well, it's probably a well-known fact that the uh, the most famous stud dog, um, probably of a generation in Australia, uh, in the in Ireland, to come from Australia was um, Top Honcho, yeah. um, and I think Top Honcho, even though he'd probably be about thirty year old if he was alive now, um, he we're still using straws here of Top Honcho, and yeah. um, we've also got. You've got Brett Lee, um, Ace High Rumble. We're next on the scene, kind of after that, and then recently we've had um, such dogs as I'm just um, looking through. Headbound has yep. done pretty well as a, as, a, as a, is a recent one at Droop is Stud. Um, we've got Overlimit uh, Crash. So yep. we tend to have them kind of dogs. We have got a, you know a couple of Fernando Bales, and we do have some. Um, um, barcia bales over here yep um they do pretty well but the the irish and the uk breeders tend to use a mixture of uh bringing certain lines into Brett Lee, and then continuing with their own irish lines and then occasionally bring another side in rather than sticking with um a particular side i know you guys are Use um, Fernando Bale quite a lot and Barcia Bale. Yep. Um, it's quite a mixture in Ireland, you know. There's
0: there's quite a few stud dogs and a few ways you can go. Yep. And what's your um what sort of success have you guys had um over in the UK in terms of uh, winning big races?
1: With the syndicate dogs. Yeah. Um. So obviously we've got um, Blue Tick George is our um, flag bearer in the UK. Um. He got to a quarter-final with an English derby last year. He got um, to the final of an English St. Ledger. They're both classics.
0: He's just won a Category 1 at Yarmouth
1: St. Ledger, which is just similar competition. Maybe it doesn't hold the same prestige, but it's still a Category 1. Um, and he's compete. He won a Category 2 stayers, um race on derby final night. So we've had, when it comes to him potentially we've got a, a sire of the future and you know
0: he's, he, he would be definitely our most famous dog yeah nice have you got an eye on any um, any of the races over here that you'd like to win one day?
1: well uh, funny enough we we obviously had um, captain Dynamite um, was in the sundown cup and you think he was second favorite and we fancied his chances um, big time when he when we entered him up. And obviously he picked up an injury and he's kind of just picked up injuries throughout since, which has been unfortunate. Then the other syndicate, um, headed up by Andy Pelly from the UK, had, uh, what's the dog called? The Brute dog.
0: Kenny um, oh, the Brute.
1: Kenny the, um, the Brute, yeah, yep. that was their dog, you see. So they got to a Sandown Cup final. We have had a dog in the Sandown Cup, uh, you know, heat so i think if we could win a sundown cup that would be pretty special i mean all of a stayer
0: yep yep especially over here i mean you know I, i don't know what it's like over there but stayers are few and far between over here if you can get a good one you're um you know you definitely got a good chance of landing a group race um as well sort of and you know on the back of that what's what's the mixture like over there in terms of sprinters and stayers is there more um, you know group races over or like you said category one races over the sprinting or do you have a good mixture of sprinters and stayers?
1: So you guys classify as sprinters, like a sprinter as like what we would classify as a standard dog a standard four bend dog our, our sprinters are, um, are two bend dogs so we have sprinters we have our standard distance which is like um, 480 meters and then we have like four four eighty five hundred meters and then we have our stayers um, which can range from six bench stayers straight up to like marathon dogs. Yep. Um, in terms of competitions, we have Category 1s of sprinters, standards, um, and obviously the staying division. I would say your majority of um, Category 1s are around the standard distance, which we you class as the sprint. Yep. Um, and we do have quite a good... Um, calendar for your stayers, your marathon dogs. I mean, our Greyhound of the year, I uh, am Royale. She's um, she's like a marathon dog, so she'll regularly regularly race eight hundred metres. Um, so we do have kind of a mixture, but generally speaking, in terms of breeding and what people are looking for, they're always looking for. Early pace for bend dogs for your kind of sprint distance.
0: Yep, I mean that's exactly the same over here. People just love dogs with with early pace, and they try and mix. You know, if they've got a dog that hasn't got much early pace but um, but plenty of strength, they try and get that mixture with either a sire or a brood bitch that's got that early speed. So is that sort of similar to how it works over there?
1: Yeah, we we do. we Got um, a dog recently um, called Pestana that's gone to stud and I think he's been quite popular and he had um, unbelievable early pace. Yeah. Um, and the same with brew bitches. We have nights, you know, if we have a strong brew bitch, we tend to... There, there tend to be a few breeders, in, especially in Ireland, you've got the likes of Liam Dowling who does the Ballymac prefix and you've got the Droopist stud. Um, They tend to have you know, that's some awesome brew bitches. So whatever those guys kind of do, you tend to see a lot of people following their kind of methods.
0: Yep. And who, um, who's the best greyhound in the UK at the moment?
1: It would have to be Iamza. Um, she's, um, she's absolutely fantastic. Um, probably as a marathon bitch, I'd say the, the best marathon bitch I've ever seen. Um, and I know a lot of people have said the same thing. Um, when you get to kind of a standard trip and you start um, discussing the derby, you could look at dogs like Native Maestro and Ballymacario for from your Irish side and, and um, for the British side, you're looking at a young dog Thorn Falcon. Is um, quite a nice dog, and so he's um, the likes of Tenpin.
0: Yep, yeah, nice. And when you say um, I'm intrigued, when you say marathon, what what is the biggest distance that your dogs race over there?
1: um world well, I am Zo royale just won the TV trophy um and I'm just doing a quick Google I think it's about 900 meters 900 wow. metres that month um <laughs> and if you watch uh, if you watch I am Zeroyal running that she's got Nice early pace She's got strength And she just stays every inch of it. It, it She really is a phenomenal bitch
0: That's unbelievable When you think, you know Horses run 900 metres And to think dogs can do it When they're, you know Got much higher top speeds than horses It's just, yeah It's unreal to think That they can run that far
1: Yeah, exactly And I, I don't think they've found The bottom of Vions Royale IR yet um, I think she'd probably go further than that oh, But she, yeah, she's, she's out <laughs> I think she's she smashed four-track records this year.
0: Wow. That's unreal. How good. Yeah. Have you – Um. oh, obviously, you know, because we're in the – oh, sort of in the midst of a pandemic still, have you got plans to ever come over and visit some racetracks in Australia?
1: The plan was that we were going to come over last November um, and take in the Melbourne Cup horses and um, and the dog
0: oh, dogs. Oh, wow. But <laughs> obviously, COVID. Yeah.
1: It's kind of helped them. Um. But we we've been, you know the I've got to say this the guys in Australia have been absolutely phenomenal whether it's the Meadows or Sandown and um, Kel, um other people involved in the sport you know they've said to us you come over and we can go to the Meadows one night and have a you know
0: kind of be the special guests in yeah. Sandown Park the the invitations are, are endless for Australia you know <laughs> the guys are um, really putting the red
1: carpet out and saying. Get yourselves over. Um, so I think to answer the question, uh, we'll possibly maybe look at the middle of next year, maybe even November next year. Hopefully, if, if this COVID situation gets cleaned up, then we can we can get over.
0: Yep. Now, do you find now I always find this strange and call me crazy, but do you find it strange the fact that the lure goes on the inside of our tracks when you watch the races compared to UK?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, but um, in the UK, um, we obviously have our uh, regulated tracks, which obviously you guys see them as kind of Toaster um, and like Newcastle, uh, uh, Swindon, you'll see these tracks. And then we have what we call um, flapping tracks, which are um, unregulated um, local tracks. There isn't many around anymore. But some of those tracks uh, do have the different hair, the same hair system as what you have, albeit oh,
0: it's not an arm. Right. yeah. Um,
1: which it's not totally um, unfamiliar um, for, for UK people watching it. Um, the things I would say about Australia that are different is obviously with it being on an arm, you don't have rules around seeding and your your truck starting a shoot, which is obviously totally different to ours. Yep. So with that is that is slightly different. Um, we have arguments a lot about seeding, and <laughs> you guys don't have seeding. I know it can be quite a contentious issue, and some people in Australia do want seeding, some people don't. Um, we have the same arguments even with seeding whether where dogs are gonna come out of middle wide on the rail. So
0: yeah,
1: it's not it's not a. It's not a it sounds like a global thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. How um, how do you find betting on dogs in Australia compared to the UK? Do you have to sort of, you know, when you're doing your form, do you have to, you know, tweak it a little bit or do the same sort of principles apply to both? Um,
1: I would say it's slightly more difficult um, with the betting side because um, in the UK, if, if, say, we have a dog um, running, um... We have the trials, so they have three trials before the race. We can get that information, we can watch the videos of the trials, so we have that prior information. I think in Australia, a bit more guarded in the way that the trial information isn't provided as much as what the UK does. Um, So in that way, it's slightly more difficult, especially if it's a maiden and you've got no information about (laughs) what the dog's (laughs) are on. You just kind of go off oh, well, Kelvin greeno has got a a dog here, it must be nice. So I think in terms of that, it's more difficult, but um, the flip side is your coverage, your um, fast track, is far superior to what we've got here. You know, you can see videos, you can see previous forms, uh, uh, you can see pretty much everything, whereas in the UK it's a little bit more fragmented and you've got to kind of hunt the
0: information out. Okay, yep. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not the same in in terms of finding form and watching videos. Australia have got it made with their um, fast track and watchdog.
0: Yep, and I suppose, you know, one thing I enjoy um, the most is, you know, the coverage of, of big race nights that they do, you know, whether it's Sky Racing or through Sandown or Meadows or Wentworth Park social media, etc. Do you guys have that sort of coverage over there or is that something that, um, you know, that would probably wouldn't hurt to step up a little bit better?
1: I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, I'm one that's probably been most vocal on social media about the sport, having to step up to the mark and use what they're doing at Meadows and Sandown Park as a benchmark, you, you guys cover the sport far better than what we do yeah. i know a lot of the time we can talk about the the financial situation of the sport in australia which uh you've got it
0: much much better than what we have but a lot of the things that you guys do is
1: just effort you know you yeah. see a lot of the social work that goes on that there's no tangible value that's you know it's, if i say i want to throw pounds at something. It's not something you can throw money at you guys. Just do it naturally. You tell the stories a lot better about the stars in your sport than what we do.
0: Yep. And um, I suppose my last question is, what what's the support like for racing over there? Because obviously, you know, we have, um, oh, in particular New South Wales, since the um, reversal of the ban, you know, there's been a lot of good work done, and I feel that the sport's grown in popularity. What's the popularity like over there? And do you have many people that are against racing?
1: yeah we do have a number of anti-racing groups in the uk and ireland for that uh, for that fact that they do try and cause problems for the sport wherever possible um especially the i would say the media here likes a good story yeah and um, whether that's the truth or not they'll still publish it it yeah. sells papers it, it fills yeah. columns uh so yeah, we do have a problem with the anti movement. I think rec- in recent years, the sport has moved on massively in terms of welfare. The start of, I think, the start of the year we we brought about the GRS scheme, which is a greyhound retirement scheme where owners and um, the GBGB, our governing body, yep. create almost pension for every dog that races on the track. So when the dog retires, there's kind of a fund for the dog to then move on to a rehoming service.
0: That's That's a great
1: idea. Yeah, yeah, like my Gap, you guys have got Gap, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, In terms of that, the welfare is getting a lot better and we're getting there. We still need to do little things like improve the work on the tracks, um, but we're getting there on that part. It doesn't really get the kind of media coverage that it deserves about the welfare of the sport. As I say, a bad story tends to travel more than a good story and yep. the UK media seems to um, publish a lot of the stories that the anti-movement make here and we, so yeah, we, we do have an issue with the anti-movement and I don't think it really affects the sport in terms of will the sport ever be banned here. Yep. I, I think... Um, if that was to happen, it would be more of um, a popularity thing, whether the sport was just un- totally unpopular. There is still a popularity for the sport, so it still has a future. We do need to work on it. We do, I think the image of the sport and how we promote the sport needs to be better than what it is now.
0: You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Mar, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.